Thursday again, and you are here on the auto show on 97.3 FM CT. Motoring education for trouble free motoring. It's just 12 minutes past four, and the auto show is brought to you by Total, keeping your engine younger for longer. I'm your host, Eddie Poku, and you can tweet at me at Eddie Poku. You can be part of today's um, show. Um, you can send your messages to us by our WhatsApp line 054-998-6996. I repeat, 054-998-6996. Or you can call 0302-23-0075. Charlie, check this. The sound of this engine, music to my ears. I tell you. <laughs> but you check your engine oil. Ah, I always they tell you at the check. I've told you I only use Total Quartz engine oils. With its age-resistant technology, it keeps your engine younger for longer. Sit down. Let me tell you more. Total Quartz has introduced a new one, Seth. I remember Quartz 9000 Future Zero W20. Right? Thank you. It's made mainly for the latest generation engines. Oh, Quartz Future Zero W20. It ensure excellent engine protection and cleanliness whilst reducing your fuel consumption. So it is save money. The Quartz Nation movement to Mr. Money, Rogozon, and Bobo Nyele. All ten Quartz ambassadors now. You did there. Massa, straight to the nearest total filling station. <laughs> total Quartz, keep your engine younger for longer. Can't touch this. Back to the auto show. And today we have in the studio Mr. Gerald Dubate of Auto Chill. Um, he's a COO of Auto Chill. He's been in the auto industry um, for for many generations yes <laughs> and he's joined us once again you can also join us by sending your messages to 054-998-6996 that's our whatsapp line 54 998 
you can call us on 0302230075. Gerald, you're welcome again to the show. Great. Yes. Um, today we are talking about how to keep your car for a long time, how to keep it such that it will last for you. Um, it is accepted widely that the car is the second most um, expensive uh, investment that um, everyone uh, you know engages in. Meaning that when you buy a car, you expect to enjoy the usage of the car over a certain lifespan. Even if you are somebody who has planned yourself such that almost every five years or three years or even two years you're going to change your car, you still want the car to be able to derive the maximum um, amount of money that it can get at the end of that period. So you want to keep it in such a, a state that it can, you know, maintain its value, if not sure. appreciate. So that is what we are talking about today, listeners. Um, so, Gerald, yeah, your thoughts for on the topic? Well, it's a very good topic. And as you've rightly said, it's a very big investment, I mean, to put in getting a vehicle around our part of the world mm -hmm. where we pay cash upfront. Yes. So return on investment mm -hmm. will need to be positive. <laughs> and, and it will depend on you, the owner. Yes. So most often than not, I, I always have this unconventional way of doing things. You understand? <laughs> yeah. So I say when it comes to car care, I categorize this into three. Mm -hmm. We have the manufacturer mandated uh, or recommendations for um, for a car for a car when you have to do the periodic maintenance, the time to change the oil and all that. Mm -hmm. Now, if you buy the vehicle brand new, mm -hmm. you have the hundred k and the three years. Yeah. So that is somebody else's headache. Uh -huh. And if you buy the vehicle pre-owned, mm -hmm. then more or less is your headache. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And so since it's an investment, as you rightly said, mm -hmm. um, one will need to be sure that where I'm putting my money is worthwhile. Mm -hmm. So let's look at the one that you are buying it pre-owned. Mm -hmm. most, of, most often than not these days, we order them from abroad and they come in, you know. Uh, what you have to do, number one, let somebody do a pre purchase checks for you okay so if you're buying it from outside mm -hmm. let somebody go physically look at the vehicle mm -hmm. uh, or you can go to certain websites that have been created mm -hmm. and for a small fee then you can have a history of the of the car of the car mm -hmm. so that number one number two you also will need to research a bit about the vehicle you are buying because mm -hmm. it probably might fall within a recall mm -hmm. And so you don't want to bring a vehicle that has a recall clause on it mm -hmm. and then you'll be driving and the brakes jam. Mm -hmm. You send it to most mechanics, they find uh, no solution. Eventually you send it to the dealership and say, oh, it's a recall. And then you are giving that story about you. We didn't sell it to you. you so know. we can't help you. <laughs> so we can't help you. Well, normally they don't tell you in the face, yeah. but then they let you know uh -huh. that you made a bad choice. Yeah. And by that time, you've invested a lot, a lot of, money. of money. So you need to have that done. And then uh, when it gets here, I'm still talking about the pre-owned ones. <laughs> when it gets here, pre-delivery checks will need to be made. Get a trusted technician. Mm -hmm. Let him go over everything. 
So um, with certain vehicles that I use, um, timing belts, you need to look at whether it is due for replacement. And I must chip in this. If it is due for replacement, make sure that everything that drives the timing belt is also replaced. Replace. The tensioner, the idling police and the rest, then you have them replaced. For me, for me, hold that thought, but for me, uh, I've made it as a rule and I tell people, I advise people that if you bring a car in, mm -hmm. change all the consumables on the car. Right. So the, the belt... The, the, um, the oil police, filters, the oil filters, the air filters, the, the, the air conditioning the filters. Yes, just change everything. Then you know that you are starting from a clean plate. Oh, well, well, that is going to save you a lot of hassle in future mm -hmm. because when that is what I mean by pre delivery checks, mm -hmm. now you have ordered it, it's mm -hmm. come, and so you assume you are going to probably sell it to someone. It mm -hmm. is an assumption. Mm -hmm. So, what shall I do to make sure that this person is going to keep his investment for a very long, long time, time to come? Mm -hmm. So all these things will need to be checked. And please, don't go stingy. Oh, I don't, you know, the bed looks so nice. Well, wait till it tests the following day. And mm -hmm. then you may, you may have to change an engine, mm -hmm. which is more costly exactly. than changing the belt. Yeah. And, and these things have a lifespan. Sure. Even when the cars are not in use, which means that it's not going to accrue any mileage. But because of the weather and other other things the manufacturers have built into the thing that it is going to last if it, the car is not used the product will be good for maybe three years sure so if it is three years whether the car has been driven or not you still have to change the belt or the tire or whatever it is sure you still have to do that um, um when you are ordering pre-owned vehicles from overseas mm -hmm. um if it is coming from north america mm -hmm. the owner's manual will be in English. Mm -hmm. But if it's coming from Europe, and probably it's coming from Germany or Holland or Belgium, mm -hmm. make it a point to let the purchaser get an English version of the owner's manual. Mm -hmm. And he pays to read it. Exactly. Re read it. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> I yes. Was, I was going to ask a question on, 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 on owner's manual. And since you've mentioned it, I think we have to just do justice to it. Uh, there was one time uh, a mechanic actually told me that as for him, he doesn't read manuals. And he's a mechanic? Yes, he calls himself a mechanic. Probably he's a doctor. Uh, uh, <laughs> even the doctors read a lot. No, no, that's what I mean. He's a doctor who is fixing a car. So he doesn't want to read about cars. You understand? Yeah. He only read about when he has to do surgery. Yeah, but how are you going to fix a car if you don't know what anything about the car? I mean, yes. So you need to read the honest manual. Mm -hmm. And if you are a practicing mechanic, you have to go beyond the owner's manual. You see, we have the workshop manuals. Manual, yeah. So you need to read that. That yeah. is where you find the TSBs. <laughs> that is where you find the, the tightening torque for doing this, for doing that. And, and then you can also be able to know the materials that most of the companies are made up of. The TSB is a, a technical service bulletin. That's a technical, yes, technical service technical bulletin. Service. And it covers warranties. It covers a whole lot of the things. The recalls. The recalls and all. And it even teaches you what to do in an event where you have a problem. Yeah. So, so, so if you are practicing technicians, you need to read all this. Then you arm yourself with that information. Mm -hmm. Because when it comes to um, vehicle long life, mm -hmm. it's actually a partnership yeah. between I, the owner... Mm -hmm. And the guy who fixes the car. Exactly. So if I am doing my bits, mm -hmm. 
by going into my wallet. Then the guy who is fixing the car should make sure that whatever comes out of my wallet is supposed to come out and not just come out on a charitable base. <laughs> I hope you get it. Yeah. It shouldn't come out of a charitable basis. No. Okay. So this is it that, you know, when you order the vehicle yourself, the onus is on you. The responsibility is yours. Yeah. You see, and one thing is that we have mandatory um, societies in the world mm -hmm. that regulate the auto world. Exactly. So, for example, Society of Automotive Engineers. Yeah. Now they are on all the manufacturers give out information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let the independent garages have the information. Many years ago in the 90s, there was nothing. Mm -hmm. You would just be there and then you would just be thinking, okay, this looks like that. But now they, they are mandated to give out information. Mm -hmm. And also they are on the manufacturer to make sure that whatever vehicle they bring out is as near trouble-free as possible. possible. And manufacturers have a tough business. Yeah, The competition is keen there. So whatever it is, they want to make sure that their vehicle is a good one. Mm -hmm. And so they put in all things to make them as, as good, good as possible. As possible. Yes. So, Talking about that, let me, let me, a, a lot of people say that the old cars mm -hmm. are better. They were made with stronger steel. They were beefier. They were heavier. The headlights were made of glass, you know, and today we have plastics and this and that. And so what is your take on that? Well, they are right. But then this, you see, um, this can't continue forever mm -hmm. because resources for manufacturing vehicles are, with time, successfully becoming um, expensive. expensive. And there is competition. Mm -hmm. The vehicle coming from Asia, they have all the pecs. Probably in the next 10 years, we may probably be talking to seat and mm -hmm. be telling seat, fold. And then the seat will fold up. Mm -hmm. You, you understand. So if you have to invest in the structure of the vehicle, making sure that the metal is good and all that, then you may be losing out on also the comfort the aspect. Mm -hmm. So now they all, they actually have a blend. They have to do a nice dance. Yeah, they have to do because, so uh, yes, yes, because um, um, I remember we were talking about cars some time back and then they were saying a particular brand of vehicle I know that model can last. <laughs> it's strong, it's heavy, it's mm -hmm. stable and all that. And then now they are not doing them that well. Mm -hmm. And an engineer from that company mm -hmm. came on the forum and said, we were doing them so well. So the salespeople says, we should have cap holders. Mm -hmm. Because people, and I said, oh, we're doing vehicle for people to drive from point A to B. Why do we have to? They want to drink coffee in the car. We don't know cars are dining. <laughs> they say, yeah, the other ones are doing this. We have to do, have it. To do it. You understand? Yeah. So then you realize that they, we may have to cut down cost to, to, to beef up in certain yes, areas. Yes, yes, yes. So the old cars, good. But you see, when you drive the older vehicle, and you drive the newer ones. The newer ones are more convenient. Yeah. They have the Bluetooth. Mm -hmm. They have the podcast. They have all the nice things, you see. But the older ones don't have, you see. So you find yourself in more of a metallic cage being ferried from point A to B. It is so, so right now, like I was saying earlier, when you, when you import the vehicle, we want to import a later version vehicles. When they come, they need more attention mm -hmm. than the older ones. Yeah. And don't ask for God that Ghana is humid. Mm -hmm. 
very, very humid. So you get a lot of rust coming in. And so how you store the vehicle and all that, we need to take into consideration the detailing of the interior. The we'll come to that. We'll come yeah, to that. Know, <laughs> yes, it's getting very interesting around here. All right. So, uh, okay. So um, what, are, what are the... I want us to go a little bit systematic so that right. people don't lose yes. the, the train of thought. Um, what are the main areas to be considered when you are talking about khaki? I mean, you want to prolong yes, yes. the life. So like I, yeah, like I said, uh, there are three. So mm -hmm. we mentioned the manufacturer recommendations mm -hmm. where you need to follow. And then we also have the owner's aspect mm -hmm. where you have the responsibility to do certain things. Yeah. You understand the cleanliness of the car mm -hmm. and all that. And then we also have the third party, mm -hmm. which we, we hardly Talk consider. About. The third party is when somebody else has to have uh, possession of the vehicle. Mm -hmm. Your mechanic your driver, your spouse, or your partner mm -hmm. taking the vehicle. And then you are used to probably driving at a certain mileage. You know how to dodge your portals. Mm -hmm. And then you give it to such a person. So as part of enhancing the lifespan of the vehicle, when it comes to the third one, mm -hmm. the third party, you need to be careful there. And then there are times when we find ourselves having to give out our vehicles for probably a ceremony like a wedding. Mm -hmm. You see, you know you have leather interior, and so you know where your belt buckle is, so that it doesn't go and scrape anything. You mm -hmm. give out a car for the weekend, it comes back, yes, and the dash good. has scratches, and then somebody is spilled uh, drink at the back seat and all. You see, so over there, I am recommending that before you give it out to the third party. You have to educate them. Tell them, this is an investment. So please, this is what I want. And then don't accept the status quo. Oh, it doesn't really matter. Oh, you shorten the lifespan of the vehicle. Okay, um, yeah. Um, the lifespan of a car does it mean if a car lasts long? Does it necessarily mean that that car is a good car? Well, all cars are good. That means that it's been well maintained. I remember two thousand and two. <laughs> I sat in a, a friend's vehicle. I don't want to mention the the name, the brand, the <laughs> brand, the make, and the model, and the mileage. Mm -hmm. Mileage, not kilometers. Mm -hmm was 470,000. Wow. That's almost half a million. Yes, that, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. In kilometers, we'll be crossing the 540, 570 uh, uh, um, kilometer mark. And this vehicle, I mean, it drives so well. Mm -hmm. And I told myself, with such a high mileage and driving so well, then it means that Go it's been right. well cared Kept. for. Mm -hmm. And most of the things that you need to care for for vehicles mm -hmm. are pretty much basic. They are pretty much basic. I mean, it goes to the saying that you do simple things to solve complex problems. You see, so when you, when you, when you attend to the basic stuff, mm -hmm. the maintenances, the suspension when it's due, where you live. Mm -hmm. um, if you live in Laboni and you work at uh, around Paloma, yeah then you are cool. <laughs> because all the roads are But nice. if you live at somewhere where you need to go through a jungle before you get to your house... My area. <laughs> <laughs> yes, then you know that the service of the vehicle comes under what we call harsh conditions. Yeah. So so when, when you read the owner's manual, they tell you how to service a vehicle that comes under the harsh condition. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, some cars, but well, well, you've just answered that question. Um, how important... It, it, what can I do 
to the engine of my car to make it last really long. So we are focusing on the engine of For the car. Yes. What are some of the things? You mentioned timing belt, and we talked about um, when you um, buy a pre-owned car, mm -hmm. the importance of um, the inspection and, yeah. and changing all the fluids and, and stuff. Can you go a bit deeper? Yeah, when that? it comes to engine, engines run on three things. They run on fuel, and then they run on air, and they run on uh, oil. So, like any mechanical device, it is the oil that lubricates the system. Mm -hmm. So, it's very, very important for it. Especially when you have the VVTI engines, engines. and then they have the OCVs. Mm -hmm. You see... Um, the VVTI is a valve, 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 time. valve time. time. Yes. And, and so the OTV is... The oil control valves. Okay. So, these things look like a little um, nozzles, mm -hmm. and then they spray the thin amount of oil onto the timing Time chain. Okay. You see, when you, when you have said vehicle, oil change is key and regular oil change is key mm -hmm. and when you do that you use the correct type of oil the correct quantity mm -hmm. you change your oil filter and then you change your air filter you see people keep on the um, changing of air filters filter. yeah that's true but then in this era of covid mm -hmm. Our nose mm -hmm. is the most cared for now. Exactly. So the air filter is the nose to the vehicle. If you block it, there's something I know called cilia. Mm -hmm. It prevents mucus and all the things to get into the, 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 the nasal system. Mm -hmm. Now, if you keep changing the air filter, then the vehicle is having a mild cold, which will turn into a serious catar. Mm -hmm. That cannot be fixed with anything Apart from your wallet, <laughs> you will buy more fuel. Exactly. You see? Yeah. So, I always recommend that every other service, <laughs> change the air filter. I don't really like this thing about blowing filters. No, you know, no, no. You see, you see, they, they, they actually, they are designed to take finer, finer, finer dirt and dust. So, you cannot see when they are. So, the best way, if you take out your filter and you can't see the sun, then it's really, really dirty. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So, which parts of the of the car's engine are the most delicate, and most important? I'm sure every part of the engine is important, but what are some of the trouble areas? Because sometimes myself, there are some things. If um, I detect that there is a problem and I have to um, get the assistance of a mechanic, I, my my eyes are like hawk eyes, you know. Yeah, you know when it comes to changing the seals. Okay. And then the the um, cover gasket seals, and it comes to changing the seals around the crankshaft pulley and the rest, where they have to do a lot of dismantling. Dismantling. So that is where you need to be careful, mm -hmm. because when things are assembled as they are supposed, supposed to, to, then there will be problems. Okay. And there is this thing about servicing vehicles. Mm -hmm. You see, when it's time for belt change, not the timing belt. I'm talking about the drive belt. Accessory. Or the, yeah, the the, the the accessory belt. When you move it out, one will need to check conditions of police. Mm -hmm. um, people neglect checking the harmonic balancer. Mm -hmm. You see the harmonic balancer, the balancer, which is like a, a rubber buffer there, yeah. and it can tear. Mm -hmm. But then most of the time, you wouldn't notice. Mm -hmm. So if you don't check, so the way to check is to just hold it and then twist it left and right. Mm -hmm. If it moves, replace. Yeah. Because what happens is this. When, it, when the harmonic balancer has a problem, mm -hmm. the first casualty is the AC. Mm -hmm. 
Everybody would diagnose the AC to have a 40 compressor. compressor. You change 100 compressors and it will still be there because the, 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 the crankshaft fully drives the compressor. Mm -hmm. And the, the compressor is a big load mm -hmm. on, the engine. on the engine. So if it's not well driven, then it gives a low pressures and then everybody goes, oh, the compressor is gone. Then you change it. The next time you change it, people say belt and you okay. keep changing. Okay. So when you, when, when you realize that your belt is worn, Check your pulleys, including the crankshaft pulley. pulley. And we have these uh, small, small pulleys. We call them idling pulleys. Yeah. Check them. And some of the engine on some Asian imports, you see, they look so simple. And people are beginning to root the belt wrong. Wrong. So before your hawk eye thing, mm -hmm. take a photo of the way the belt rooting yes. is. And then when they're going to put it back, it's no Compare. It's not rooted wrongly because when that is done, you get pesky, pesky problems. You see, and 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 like I keep saying, it's a simple thing that fix the complex problems. Yeah. So when when you begin to get this problem, and then people will come with their own theories, and and each theory costs you money. Money. So it is your eyes and your wallet that will suffer. That will suffer. <laughs> yeah. So use your phone to take the photo. Okay. Yeah. So like you're saying, this this part drive the engine. But when when you don't service the engine mm -hmm. and you have bad oil, the engine doesn't turn the way it's supposed to. So then the pistons ring begins to wear. Yeah. You see the cylinder ball begins to wear. And then it also comes with associated problems. You see, so bottom line, service the vehicle. And I mean um Servicing cost isn't that high. But if you neglect... It will cost you more. Yeah, the collateral damage is big. What, what is the importance of a good technician? This is a loaded question. For me, I think that a good technician is the one that will look at the problem and then find the system that controls that problem. When you know the system that creates the problem you find the cause of the problem. problem because like i said if the air conditioner compressor isn't pumping well it is linked by a drive belt mm -hmm. which is linked by pulleys that goes to the crankshaft pulley mm -hmm. so why is it not pumping well the speed of the compressor it's is slow it's, it's slow now Go, 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 go. So a good technician is the one that will look at the broader system mm -hmm. and then take out where the problem is, link it to the system and fix it up. So if you, you know, sometimes too, people bring their vehicle to the shop and they think you have a magic wand. I haven't seen a mechanic who is a fairy. We don't have wands. Mm -hmm. We need to look. We need to think about it. And then we need to find solution. Yeah. Sometimes it takes time. Exactly. Because certain problems are intermittent. Mm -hmm. And some of them are evasive. Mm -hmm. You see? So I believe that for a technician... So they will say, Charlie, can a problem with the bad mechanic or pay? Who doctor is not going to So that is where this comes in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, the vehicle owner, should tell the... Technician. Technician. A general give the technician general information about the problem. Mm -hmm. Then then he will he will then be able to decipher mm -hmm. 
you know, maybe it happens in the morning, maybe it happens when, when you're in traffic, it happens when you're speeding, or it happens when you're idling, mm -hmm. whatever. And then he would, if he's a good guy. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I've noticed is also, well, I don't know whether it's pressure, but a lot of technicians appear not to have the patience. You see, you are a car doctor. Mm -hmm. Listen to the patient patiently and then take notes. Hmm, taking notes. Our mechanics around. <laughs> no, because me, I take notes and I write them down. I can't keep everything you're in my head. A special kind of. <laughs> well, <laughs> because, because if I speak to averagely about over 15 clients in a day, yeah. and on certain day they go beyond 30, yeah. and I don't write, you're going to forget. Then I'm a walking encyclopedia. <laughs> All right, we have um, we have questions from you guys, our special listeners. Um, what is the difference between an injector cleaner and a system cleaner? Which one is better for our car? That's from Ampofua. Wow. Mm. When it comes to these cleaners, the those people who manufacture them, they have all their nice stories when you use them. Mm -hmm. to, yes. But then um, it's been realized now that the best way to clean injectors is to actually take them off the vehicle mm -hmm. to a specialist equipment exactly. and put the injectors in. And then they're going to check the flow pattern. They will replace the O-ring seals. seals. They, they will also check, because uh, then they will also check the injectors for um, what I may call um, electrical um, integrity. Integrity. Mm -hmm. You see? Mm -hmm. So when we do them on car, what I, I don't see the effectiveness. It will just be a stopgap solution. It, it will just be yeah, a stopgap. Stop but then you see, injectors are pretty rugged. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you right. see, mm -hmm. and and other things can make them fail. Yes. So usually, there are other things that make them fail. Not the and injectors. the biggest one is your air filter. Oh, okay. Air filter can make an injector fail because there's there, there is just that we that that you see when the air filter is clogged the injector stay on time mm -hmm. we call it duty cycle yeah, yeah, yeah. Increases. increases so they'll keep spraying and keep yeah. spraying and keep spraying okay so listeners what happens is that um the car like gerald mentioned takes in air and burns the air the, the air mixes the air with fuel yes. and makes power out of it yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah so there are certain percentages if the air that is coming in it's not the requ at the required level or pressure. The computer of the car will have to compensate by I pumping fuel. more fuel. So that is what Gerald is talking about. It will make your injectors overwork themselves over right. time. Yes. So okay. so that is it. So mm -hmm. I, 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 I believe that um, the person will need to look for mm -hmm. where they do the injector cleaning. Cleaning. We have people doing high-level injector yeah. uh, Some time ago, I bought one for an institution. Okay. I haven't seen any. I've seen the ones for the for the diesel. Okay. But having the petrol, yeah. many years ago, I think Mechanical Lord had ones. But I guess yeah. but they, right. they, we need them now. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. All right. So he said, do we really need multi-grade oils in Ghana since we do not have winter conditions? This is from St Stephen in Kasua. Well, they don't manufacture the cars for only temperate countries. Mm -hmm. They only specify that they are used in temperate countries. Mm -hmm. So when you read the owner's manual, mm -hmm. the specifications are there. Yeah. So look for the owner's manual and read it. Then you can know yes. which particular oil will be good for your car. Whether you are in Alaska, mm -hmm. you are in Texas, mm -hmm. you are in Kuwait, 
Yeah, I think in the in the owner's manual they, they provide a chart. Brilliant. That puts it against temperature. Uh, against temperature. So they have cold, yes. they yes. have temperate, mm -hmm. and then they have mm -hmm. hot. Okay. So, so you read between that and you choose yeah, which you know one what is the best for your vehicle. Yes. yes. All right. Um, um there's Amma from Kaswa. He says, Good afternoon, Auto Show. Please, I use a Ford Escape. There is a compression leak in cylinder number two of the engine. Can it be fixed or I need to replace the engine altogether? <laughs> well, with this type of thing, I mean, the mechanic will first and foremost will do compression tests. There is, there is this nice thing about Ford that you can use a scanner to actually do a compression test yeah yeah there's yeah. a part of the scanner that you can so when you check against the other cylinders mm -hmm. then it will let you know whether actually it's a compression leakage, leakage. or an injector that is faulty mm -hmm. or a secondary ignition coil that isn't firing well, well. Mm -hmm. you see so so the mechanic will need to determine all that yeah. before they open up the engine okay. and then probably if they open up and it's a compression leak then it's probably a valve sticking mm -hmm. and then and then they can work on that yeah i mean if it's a ford escape it means that it's a um, direct injection yes oh yeah the ford escapes so are is it injection. possible that maybe the injectors are clocked because you know they yes have if, if that's what i'm saying that if, if the person if the technician knows how to use the scanner very well mm -hmm. you can do it you can okay. you can check i mean for ford i think that ford is um, from my experience, Ford is one of the companies that make it very easy for you to get very detailed scanning because they have a software that you can freely download onto your computer. Yes. And you can buy one of those OBD dongles. And then you put it there and then there, you can have... And it's yes. free of charge and it gives you very detailed That's what I'm saying that with Ford. Car. That yeah. is the nice part about yeah. Ford. You yeah. see, yeah. when it comes to compression, you see, we have ignition and we have compression. Yeah. You see... So, we need to determine whether it's from the ignition side. side. You see, the, the ignition coils, mm -hmm. whether it's a spark plug, whether it is an injector that isn't firing well, is clogged or stuck open mm -hmm. or completely dead, or it's compression, which is in the engine. Mm -hmm. And that could be a sticking valve or anything. Mm -hmm. So, the person will need to know. And then, then we also will need to know whether this Ford has had any overheating problem. problem. You see, the later generation falls are beginning to be um, known for some of these um, overheating problems. Oh, yeah. uh, not, that, not that they are bad. What, but, uh, what are the usual causes of overheating? In the Ford or general? Um, general and in the Ford. So let's do the Ford bit. Okay. Um, the later generation falls, they use what we call fan control modules. Mm -hmm. When it fails, then the fan wouldn't kick in mm -hmm. at the predetermined time. time. So then you have the engine temperature going up. And sometimes the fans will kick in at all. Mm -hmm. Then the engine may overheat. So that is number one. When the fans fail, the engine may overheat. Mm -hmm. Now, manufacturers are, they are nice people. Mm -hmm. When you are replacing fans and you get OEM fans, mm -hmm. You need to check the polarity. Most people just take them and plug them in. Mm -hmm. And the fans may be blowing the wrong direction. The wrong direction. Clock. You say, say, oh, I just went to change the fan. Oh, but the car is still overheating. <laughs> so the fan is blowing up. Yeah, yes, yes. Blowing the opposite direction. And then also, clogged radiators. Mm -hmm. Leaky radiators. 
very dirty radiators can create all these problems. Electrical faults, especially when you have the AC, the AC and the fan operation disconnect in terms of operation. operation. So compressor is on and fans don't know. Yeah. Fans come on and compressor doesn't know. So they're not communicating. Then you have a problem. That's when you have these um electrical auto auto electrical guys who just do anything anyhow. Then you have a problem. You see. Um so these are some of the things. So with okay. the guy with the Ford mm -hmm. It needs to first, they need to do a thorough diagnostics first before they start dismantling the engine. engine. Yes. For me, I don't know, but a lot of times when it comes to dismantling engines, I would rather prefer to um, replace the engine because I realize that because we don't have most of the OEM parts, mm. the highest quality OEM parts For available. The rings, yes. The so a lot of times when it comes to rings, I remember when I was growing up. Um, we had a Bedford, we had a Bedford van, mm -hmm. you know, the Bedford Blitz. Yes, My I dad know. used to have a Bedford yes. Blitz. And they had to rebuild the engine a couple of times and it still didn't work well. And at that young age, I was able to decipher that they just didn't have the correct original parts for the car. Or maybe the, the knowledge. Well, the knowledge to... Yeah, because you need instruments when it comes to yes, engine and, rebuilding. And, and in, in Ghana, how many workshops have proper instruments? That I mean, is the whole thing. We are sitting here talking about um, injector servicing. You know, I've seen that there people have establishments that that is their core business. Sure. You know, but we don't have anybody like that in town. That yes, yes, yes. So, so yeah. Okay. All right. So, hi, please. What happens if you do not replace a faulty catalyst? Or remove the catalytic component out of out without replacing with a new one. Could it damage your engine over a period? There's David from Dansuma. Oh, the catalytic converter is one of the most important parts in the OBD systems. Mm -hmm. And it plays a critical role. Yeah. That when you take it off, then it's just like asking your engine to go dead. Mm -hmm. So it is very, very important that when you have a catalytic converter problem you need to have it replaced mm -hmm. they are not cheap they're not cheap yeah they're they are not cheap mm -hmm. but they are very essential mm -hmm. other than that then you may you see we have something that we call feedback loop mm -hmm. you have the oxygen sensor giving information to the computer and mm -hmm. all for your fuel delivery and those things so when the catalytic converter is not there the catalytic converter it does three things you know and they are scientific things so i wouldn't bother yeah, but then yeah. they are there they, they make sure that you don't have pollution so and all if that. you don't have a catalytic converter you might have um, a bit of heating you might mm, your car you, you, will, you know your car will you consume. may well you may not probably have a durability problem but then fuel economy may go up may go up that's what i'm saying and then you may also not the vehicle will not drive too well because you have back too too much ba uh, back pressure and uh, not that you have a lot of unburned fuel okay and then then and then the number three anytime you start a vehicle and somebody is is is, is behind mm -hmm. it got a rotten egg smell. smell it means that the system is either running too lean or too, or too rich you see, and they are not good for the engine at too all. lean means you you, you can you, you're, 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 too lean means that you have too much air yeah, and you can have detonation, which will spoil your engine. Yes. And if it's too rich, your pocket will cry. Your pocket will you, cry. You, you and then have you, have the, you, you have the black tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, see, yeah, the yeah. tailpipe is black. It's black, yeah. Yes. It says, hello, please. I use a 2013 Kia um, K, K5 gas, that is petrol. It jacks when I increase my acceleration. 
I have a warning sign on my dashboard. The problem is the mechanics are not able to read the code. So I was told it's a transmission of gas to engine problem. It was fixed in just about six months. It has started again. It gets worse when it gets worse if the AC is on. Can you please help me with a solution and any company that can do better reading? This uh, Felicia the the, the kia k5 uses lpg yeah so in this instance Mm -hmm. let's go a little hypothetical here Mm -hmm. um it uses lpg so Mm -hmm. that it is source of fuel Mm -hmm. it doesn't use any petrol at all no straight no i have a couple of friends who have them you see and and we have the optima and we have the k5 yes yes yeah k5 yes 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 but the 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 k5 is a korea market one yes and And then they have optima which is also from korea you see so yeah pg yes it's it's korean built but it is not the okay oh the pg one is the one from korea Korea, yes yes so in this case when it checks Mm -hmm. when i increase acceleration means that then the delivery of gas is poor Mm -hmm. so what is making the delivery poor could be a leak mm-hmm. there could be a blockage mm-hmm. and i'm very sure that the manufacturers have fixed some filters there mm-hmm. that will need to be looked at that filters the lpg yeah that filters the lpg and like earlier on we are talking about the am4 ratio and he's saying that when they when she put on when she turns on the ac it gets worse mm-hmm. because when she turns on the ac a lot more power is needed, needed. you see and when this isn't coming you see engine speed will need to increase so when that isn't coming the car automatically increase the rev so we may need to look at two places the gas delivery <laughs> and then the air side maybe mm-hmm. our dear sister will need to look at her air filter mm-hmm. number one mm-hmm. okay and then number two we also will need to know whether anybody is done in the electrical thing mm-hmm. what are the the ac in is the same ac that came from korea mm-hmm. and then also um my knowledge about lpg when it comes to being used in vehicle mm-hmm. is, is not a lot mm-hmm. but then she may also need to check whether there is a cooling system for the lpg system mm-hmm. if there is it may have some form of um, fan that cools it whether the fan is working or not okay. you see so it is more of delivery problems oh, okay yes okay all right says i drive a castle um, 2012 manual transmission 1.6 liter engine when on highway driving at say 80 to 100 kilometers it gets to a point that racing doesn't work again you step on it and there is no response you either have to reduce the gear to second or first or turn off the engine and start again while still moving on the highway mm. before the accelerator responds at times to ejects when moving at higher speed also i can have a half tank but top if i top up to start the car i have to open the key for like five seconds and when i start i need to support it with accelerator and rev it a bit Uh, but starting it on regular doesn't act like that okay you didn't give us your name but that's all right but then with this one Mm -hmm. with this one we don't know well, this one, we don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, from the top of my head, I'm using when she tops up the fuel. Mm-hmm. You see, there is something in there called a purge valve. Yeah. It's part of the valve system. Yeah. The purge valve, at a particular particular time, needs to be closed. So if the solenoid is open, mm-hmm. 
and you top up the fuel stack open or be partially open okay. when you buy fuel then you get the fuel fumes go in and the system runs rich mm -hmm. and you may need to start as a like carburetor yeah, time yeah, 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 yeah. so i believe that that needs to be checked, checked. first mm -hmm. before before we start all about the automatic transmission things mm -hmm. now second so the car is a manual car yeah it is a manual yeah yeah oh okay uh, yeah, fine. So that's going to make it easier. Now, secondly, I mean, over time, I've realized that after service, you see the air duct between the throttle mm -hmm. and then the air filter um, housing, people forget to tighten them. Mm -hmm. So you have air leaks. Mm -hmm. When you have too much air, at the time when you need the fuel and you're speeding, mm -hmm. you get more Air than fuel, than fuel, so you can accelerate. Yeah. So let's look at the simple things, and then yes, it will be okay. Um, but I also say that you need someone with proper diagnostic equipment to diagnose the car. Pick mm, the yeah, he, he, Sometimes he, your car might not throw an error code showing the check engine sign, but if you do um, the the live reading of the sensors, you you can pick something up. I mean, yes. a good qualified technician can read the re um, take the readings and be able to see what is wrong with your car. Oh yes, okay. even even the live even the live one you've gone to far. There are other places where you can you go can to look. where you can see a lot of stuff. Okay. So I use some. Okay, so it says I use a Mercedes Benz C230 compressor. For some time now, my car doesn't pull. When I slow down and start accelerating, it doesn't pick fast. Please, what could be the cause? Mm, the C230 compressor, we may need to know whether it's uh, what year and all that. But then uh, what I can say, uh, he, he, should, he, should, he should have the vehicle service. Okay. All right. Let me, let me just so read we go, this. Let's go to the, the Toyota Corolla. <laughs> okay. Just a moment. Um, Total Petroleum is continuously innovating and delivering better energy solutions that bring value to its cherished customers. Introducing a new addition to the Total Quartz range, the Quartz 9000 Future GF5 0W20, a fully synthetic fuel economy engine oil, specially formulated with age-resistant technology for the latest generation engines that require 0W20 or a viscosity grade in its class. The Quartz 9000 Future GF5 0W20 reduces fuel consumption, increases oil change interval, ensures excellent engine protection and cleanliness, protects emission control system, and reduces the release of harmful emissions into the environment total quartz 9000 future 0w20 delivers beyond performance total quartz engine oil keep your engine younger for longer yeah so um yeah so our next um it says auto uh, it's, it's about a sunroof and he said it's fixed it he found the holes they are normally four Okay. And then I'm very sure that he desulted them. And then when it rained, he got the same problem. Okay. Maybe the holes are perforated. 2003, 2020, 17 years, yes. the holes are perforated. They, they sometimes get perforated from the depths. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. see? And sometimes when you desult, it isn't thorough. Mm -hmm. So you have some leaves in the middle. In, yeah, you see, yeah, they just yeah. give away a bit for the water to pass and you think yeah, you're done. Mm -hmm. So he may have to do that. Um, around this time of the year, people have these problems a lot. Okay, uh, yes, and yes, yes. So so he should just, okay. once he knows what to do, he should do it again. Okay, let's take the next one and we close on that. It says, hello, Auto Show. I want to buy a turbo diesel SUV, which I hope to keep for at least 10 years. Wow. I do a combination of motorway driving and city driving. The diesel I intend to buy has a DPF filter. What's your opinion? That's from Jonathan. 
<laughs> well, around here, people always talk about BPF problems and, and all that, but I don't see filter. them as problems because if they are able to meet emission standards in Europe, mm-hmm. then then they are pretty cool. Yeah. The most important thing is the service, yeah. and then also um, it's also good to also have a DPF cleaner. Cleaner. Mm-hmm. So periodically you put it in, and with the motorway driving and all, I believe that's the ash. You know, you see, the, the DPF, it builds up when you don't speed mm-hmm. because it's supposed to burn off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you keep doing motorway and then, do we have one? <laughs> the motorway. And if you keep doing it, well, it's going to be okay. Yes. <laughs> all right, all right. It's been a good show. Uh-huh. Thank you so much, Joao Dubote, Chief Operating Officer of Auto Chill yes. Ghana. Uh, it's been a very good show. Um Jeffrey is not here with me. Jeffrey, where are you, wherever you are, get well soon. Thank you, Godfred Odum, the richest man. And I've been your host, Eddie Poku. You can tweet at me, at Eddie Poku. Thank you so much for joining us. All the best. Bye-bye. <laughs>